Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. Welcome. Happy New Year. If you're one and you're just hearing this episode for the first time this year, we are in a series of arrow lines and the type one. If you've been waiting, the episode is finally here. I started with nine this time. I know. Let's go intro. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. So what is arrow lines, right? What are these little lines and symbols? So the Enneagram has so much wisdom in it. It's kind of crazy how it all works out. So if you look on the Enneagram symbol, you'll see lines and circles and triangles. And the lines really are arrows. And because they're arrows, they have information in them. And so all the, the circles, the lines, the arrows, the triangle, all those actually have quite a bit of wisdom in it. And it's called the Enneagram of process which that is not necessarily what we usually look at. And this podcast usually focuses on the Enneagram personality. So I'm not going to jump into the process part of it because that's deep and that would take a long time to look at. But on this episode, we're going to look at how these arrows really impact the type one and why are they connected to the one the way they are and which ones they're connected to. It means so much. It's, it means it's a lot of different meaning to it. One thing that's important to note here, some of the old terminology used for it was integration and disintegration. We really don't use those in the community that often anymore, but obviously people still do use it to a certain degree, depending on who taught you and where you're from. Because of the word disintegration, that just doesn't rock well when you think about you're talking about somebody and their personality structure of them. It's like, well, I'm disintegrating today, right? And it had a former meaning that obviously meant like the opposite of integration. But that is not the usual connotation in the way that we use the word nowadays. So they kind of don't use that that much. Now, Stress and security arrows are still definitely used, but there's a nuance to them that I learned from B. Chestnut and Uranio Pius of CP Enneagram. And so I'm going to put their, their stuff will be in the show notes as well because they have kind of nuanced it quite a bit. And I think their nuance on it makes a 
ton of sense from just the experience I had way before I even learned from them, right, with the arrow. When we talk about stress and security, we're talking about an ego version of stress and security. We're not talking about like you've been working all day and you're real tired, so you're stressed out, right? Because they keep asking you to do something, all this, or you have all this responsibility. No, no, no. We're not talking about that type of stress. We're talking about an ego version of stress. So whatever stresses your one out, whatever makes your one feel insecure to a degree, that's what we're talking about here, okay? The arrow direction does matter, right? Because we're talking about arrows now, which is important because they're not just lines. You will typically see an Enneagram symbol. You'll see lines. And what the lines really are is arrows, you know? So you may see lines, but they actually represent arrows. And so for the type one, it has one arrow pointing towards the type four. So type one has the other arrow pointing towards it from the type seven. This is going to matter. So if I say you're going with the arrow, it would be considered going towards the four for the type one. And going against the arrow would be considered the type seven arrow. All right. So type one going with the arrow is considered the stress point, And that equals out to the lower side of type four for one. On the higher side, though, going towards the type four is called the resolution arrow. That means it resolves key issues inside of the type one, which I'll get to more a little bit later. So now if you understand what's happening, there's a lower side and there's a higher side that we can go to each number on the Enneagram with our arrows, okay? The type one going against the arrow is considered the security point, right? So this is the type seven where ones go towards the type seven on the lower side. And now on the higher side, going towards the type seven is considered the energizing arrow, getting the right energy, right? And I'll explain a little bit more of that later. As we're growing and we're doing growth work, the idea is to go against the arrow first and then go with the arrow. So it would mean going towards the seven first, then going towards the four. This is so important. Arrows are so important, and I love arrows, and I focus quite a bit on arrows, even in my personal growth, is because looking at and truly understanding, like, how can I liberate myself from some of the entrapment and the trappings of my type structure, right? So you can actually alleviate and be liberated from a lot of things that your type structure struggles with when you do arrow line work. On the lower side, we're talking unconscious movement, right? Unconscious, unaware. So ones moving to seven in security, they become more nervous and impulsive. Anger comes out as humor and they engage in self-depleting pleasure. This is one thing that ones definitely know and others may not always know and they may not see this from them. But in moments where the ego has gotten to a point where it is insecure in a way, it tries to manage that by actually becoming more impulsive because maybe the situation says that they are too tight or too wound up too strongly. So maybe they are now a little bit more nervous where they weren't usually nervous, similar to seven to a degree. And so now they're also impulsive, that lower side of the seven, right? They're just, all right, well, I'm just going to do it willy-nilly all of a sudden and try something, you know? And then anger is going to come out as humor, which is really interesting because the humor is going to be this very critical judgmental humor, the way that it comes out. It's not going to just be like a light humor. It's going to be a very critical humor about different things. It's like, okay, so since the normal way I would operate doesn't seem to work here and I feel insecure in a way, I'm just going to check and judge everything around here. I'm just going to criticize everything. Last but not least, the self-depleting pleasure is real for the seven on the lower side. And so this is where the one can really get in trouble spots with themselves, where they feel like they've done so much and they feel they've been so responsible for so long and cared so much where it's like, you know what, whatever, caution to the wind, I'm just going to go enjoy myself. And it's usually... 
It's not usually. It is pleasure somehow in some way that is depleting. It's doing something that will not refill them and something that's just going to maybe make them feel a little bit worse even later. So this is important to note for the one and something to watch out for, because I know they've all seen it for sure within themselves. And so ones moving to the four in stress, they become overwhelmed with emotions and self-criticizing turns into self-loathing. Woe is me. Self-loathing is something else. And when you see it from a type one, it honestly looks very different than like a four who may go to a woe is me moment. It looks very different because it seems like it's out of place when I view it, because it's like, this doesn't seem like it's normally you because it seems like it's exaggerated as well. Like the woe is me comes in a very exaggerated form when they go towards the four. And the emotions that they do feel, it's actually overwhelming. They're no longer grounded enough to manage some of the emotions they have going on inside. And so self-criticism turns up like tenfold. And now not only is it internal, but now it's external. Right. And so that self-criticizing, that inner critic is no longer just inner. It's an outer critic almost. They're criticizing themselves towards and outward towards other people to a degree in public ways. And it turns into this kind of almost self-loathing where they're not very active like they usually are doing this, doing that, trying to accomplish this, knocking stuff off the task list. It gets to a little point where the self-loathing gets a little bit uh, masochistically lazy in a way. Right. It's like, Almost like I'm going to punish myself by being lazy or withdrawing from actually doing different things. And this comes from like an ego stress, right? And different things can call a stress for the one type's ego. So you have to think about those things. And ones really have to be aware and be careful when they're sliding into either ways that this can happen. Because their ego structure will do it. On the higher side is a conscious movement, right? And also, sometimes you can move into higher levels of awareness and consciousness because the environment, right? It's not even something that you just did. The environment helps too sometimes, right? But we want to be able to consciously go there and obtain these levels, right? So we can alleviate and liberate ourselves from some of the trappings of our type structure. So we want to be the conscious, be able to do it. Not just the environment does it, but we internally have developed the capacity to do it, right? So when we're talking about ones moving to the seven, they're moving towards that energizing arrow. And this is the right energy for the type one structure. All of our structures have different types of energy, and we need certain kinds to really go into deep growth of what we're doing. When ones are able to move into seven's energy, right, the higher side of seven, they become more flexible and spontaneous, and they can have fun and relax with a light humor, and they develop more curiosity. And I think one of the things when I see a one in the seven space, they have such a light and like witty humor that it's kind of amazing to watch and be around and be a part of because it actually brings in like a care of a situation, but a nice laughter to it. And it's really witty a lot of times. That, that's the one thing about one's humor I usually find. It has some wit to it and it has some cleverness in the way that they deliver it, you know, when they're thinking about things. So that's something I always definitely notice. And so that right energy of being made to be flexible, right? One of the things that the type one structure can struggle with is rigidity and being overly structured and overly managing. But one thing the sevens know how to do is be flexible, to go with what's going on and to jump out and be spontaneous all of a sudden, right? To have a good time. And that's not even necessarily impulsive, it's spontaneous. And so it has a healthier meaning to it, right? A healthier engagement into it. And the pleasure and the different fun that you have, it brings you something deep. It gives you back something. It's not just like we said before, depleting pleasure. No, no, this pleasure, this fun, this relaxation gives you back energy. 
It gives you back love. It gives you back care. It gives you back freedom of, from your type structure to just be sometimes and I always have to do. So this is very important to get this energy first before being able to move into the next era, which is your resolution point. And so when ones are moving to four in the resolution point, they actually become very creative and much more authentic with themselves. The inner critic actually softens. And so it's less self-controlling about everything that happens around them and that's happening within them and everything. And they are able to do more of what they want than what they have to do. And life becomes more meaningful because sometimes the tasks that ones can be focused on, they aren't that meaningful and purposeful. In the end of the day, it's the type structure wanting to control everything. So it's very important to understand that being able to go to the type four gives ones a beautiful authenticity, something that they really, really can use and really need to be able to do. Because a lot of times the type structure is coming from some way, somehow that it is adopted rules growing up of the way things should be. And so with authenticity, it's not all the time that's important of how things should be. But it's almost like, how do you want them to be? You know, what would be best in this situation? Not just a should, but would it be better if it wasn't, you know, so structured or so organized or, or whatever to a degree, right? Or done a certain way. And so it starts to have that creativity of mind as well, right? The inner critic gets softer. And this is very important too, right? Because the inner critic is strong inside the type one. So if you look at it going to as a type four, now the inner critic is a little bit softer because guess what? The one is more inside themselves and seeing what's really going on. And they're operating from a place that is meaningful and purpose driven, which is so important to understand the things that you do and you choose to do in life. They're best when they're meaningful and purposeful. You get so much more out of them. And that helps ones to connect with their hearts. And so they blend their natural goodness that they want to do in the world with their heart. Because sometimes when they're not in a space where they're present with themselves and integrated, they can go to a space where they're doing good, but they're not really infusing goodness into the good that they're doing. And so on the surface, it looks like it's an actionable good thing, but their heart is missing from engaging with whatever they're trying to do or whoever they're trying to help. And so that actually ends up hurting the other person or people or themselves. And then and eventually it comes back and it hurts them that they felt like they hurt someone when they were trying to help them or themselves. So this is something to definitely watch out for. If we're looking at practicality, because I'm always trying to give something practical you can go do. One thing you want to do is find some sevens and find some fours who you admire, who are working on a more of a healthier level, higher consciousness to agree. And what are some things that they do that are healthy inside their type structure that you can adopt? So if you're looking for moving towards a seven, find ways to infuse fun in your life. It's a very simple thing to write down, but I know the type structure can feel like there's so much to do. So find time to have fun. Find time to do things that bring you laughter, that make you smile, right? That bring you joy. And then do something that is spontaneous and fun that'll bring back pleasure, right? So if you look at what a seven may do, they may plan a trip all of a sudden and just go enjoy themselves. And a trip that doesn't deplete, but a trip that like gives you energy, helps you explore and see things and connect and be like, wow, this is really cool. And so being able to do things like that is really helpful if you're looking for, wow, how can I do that? And then just being more curious about different things. 
You know, even things you may be sure, sure on at times, right? Or your body feels like you're sure, your type one feel like you're sure of, just become more curious about it. Because sevens are naturally curious about quite a few things. And they're trying to maybe find ways to do things that are not one way. They're looking for multiple ways to do things or multiple meanings for things, right? So being able to do that is something that can really help. Those are just some ideas, but just check in with a person that, you know, is a seven and just kind of watch them. What are some things they do that really inspire some joy and happiness to help them loosen up so you can get that right energy, right? Have fun. Now, once you've gotten that right energy, you can start to move into working with that resolution point. You think about a four, right? So if you think about a four, one thing you can do is something very creative. Do something that is artistic, something that is different, something that allows you to display maybe what's going on inside. If you've ever done anything, and there's so many things you can do that are artistic. And, and what you don't want it to be actually is for it to be something you have to be perfect or great at or super good at or anything like that. But something you can just explore, something you can just have fun, something you can just like, I'm just going to give it a try. I'm just going to go out here and just be creative, you know? And so these are some things that whatever hobbies that you did growing up that brought you creativity, this is a perfect space and place for it, right? It could be poetry. It could be knitting. It could be painting. It can be gardening. I mean, there's so many different areas, but it needs to be one that allows you to be creative, allows you to be more authentic with yourself. And then with the authenticity, really being able to express what you want and what you really feel from a heart space, not just a body space and just a head space. Because those can come out really strong. But for one, to express how you really feel about something and getting used to doing that. So maybe journaling something, right? Maybe journaling what you're grateful for. This is something that definitely helps, right? Or all the things that may have gone well, right? And then also truly, now that you've loosened up and you like from the seven area, enjoy and savor your experiences. Four, savor the mess out of experiences. They know how to actually enjoy an experience and get the most out of it and explore it deeply. So so I encourage you to be able to look at some things like that as examples to practically really get you into being able to do and choose things that are meaningful. And another thing is to find more things that resonate with what is meaningful to you and then go connect with those things. Because fours can struggle to do regular jobs on a day-to-day -day basis if it doesn't have something meaningful put in it. And so for you as a one, look for more things that are meaningful that you can engage and connect with and do those things. That's it's going to bring you so much and resolve so many of the key struggles that the one type structure can really struggle with. That's all I have for this episode. The website has been updated, kaizencareers.com. Go check it out. Drop me any feedback if you want to. Also, uh, the KSEP program, Kaizen Complete Enneagram program, um, starts a new cohort in August. The signups are available online, uh, kaizen slash enneagram slash community.mn.co. And it's going to be in the show notes, so you can click on it there or go to it. Check it out. It is a 12-week amazing Enneagram program and really helps people to come together in community over the Enneagram, learning together, work together, feel seen, feel safe, and do some deep work and learn the Enneagram in an uh, amazing place with amazing people. So you're welcome to go check that out as well. That'll be in the show notes. And also, if you're type one and you feel like you're from the slide to the low side of the seven or the four, take a deep breath, make a better choice, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And I'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye.